almighty and everlasting God. Here I am. Standing to do thy will. Praying to preach a word in due season. Praying, Father God, that it will not fall on deaf ears. Praying for a word that will make a difference in someone's life. Praying, Father God, that you will fill me up with your Holy Spirit. That you will send forth your anointing. I preached my trial sermon on nurses anniversary so here we are again hallelujah now when we talk about midnight it can mean several things Gladys Knight in the Pip song about a man taking a midnight train to Georgia in search of a life that he had left behind. Wilson Pickett sung about waiting to the midnight hours. Now, if you're about my age, then you know the rest of that lyric. David in Psalms 119 verse 62 said that he would arise at midnight and give thanks to God for his righteous law. Now, we have often heard the expression or used or have used it ourselves, burning the midnight oil, meaning to work or study very late at night. Webster's Dictionary describes midnight as being the middle of the night or a period of intense gloom or darkness. In real time, we know it to be 12 a.m. Now, as a part of living in this world and experiencing everyday life, our midnight hours often represents a dark time in our lives, a time when we come to realize that we just can't make it on our own. We need the help of someone greater than ourselves. Now in the scripture that was read in your hearing this morning, Paul and Silas are on their second missionary journey to carry the gospel of our Lord and our Savior into places where the gospel has not been preached or heard about before. If we back up to verse 6, of chapter uh, 16, we will find that they are in now in Macedonia. Paul has responded to a vision. He had one night of a man standing and begging him to come over to Macedonia and help them. Paul took the vision to mean that God had called them to Macedonia to preach the gospel. They needed 
to hear the word of the Lord. They needed to hear that Jesus the Christ had died on the cross at Calvary just to redeem all of mankind back to the heavenly father. The scripture says that they immediately prepared themselves and went over to Macedonia. You know when God opens a door for his work to be done, like Paul and Silas, we have to step through it. But be assured of this one thing, my sisters and brothers. Wherever the word is being taught or preached, the enemy's job is to try to stop it. But I'm here to tell you uh, this morning that he can block it for a season. He can block us for a season, but he can't stop the word from going forth. He can't stop us from going forth. No matter how many obstacles he put in our path, if God brought us to it, he's going to be in the midst of it with us, and he's going to see us through it. Amen, somebody. Verse 16 tells us that as they were on their way to a prayer meeting. Yes, my sisters and brothers, a prayer meeting. A slave girl with the spirit of divination continuously followed them saying, these men are servants of the most high God who are telling you the way to be saved. Well, the scripture says that after a while, Paul became irate, outraged, and in the name of Jesus, he turned to her and he cast out that spirit. These men, Paul and Silas, men of God, they were already transparent in their work. They didn't need the help of a fortune teller to tell anyone who they belong to, their words and their actions, the way that they live their lives, spoke for them in community. My first point is this. God places us where he can use us. Right where we need to be, God will place us there. I don't care where it is. Locked up? Behind bars? Homeless on the street? In a home that's filled with unsaved people? God places us right where we need to be for such a time as this. To spread the gospel of our Lord and Savior. Jesus to Christ to give hope to someone in a dark and dying world. Well, when Paul cast the spirit out, the slave girl owners became enraged because they were no longer, the scripture said, be able to earn money from her fortune telling. So they seized Paul inside. And they dragged them to the magistrate, accusing them of causing trouble in the city by teaching Roman customs that was unlawful 
for them to receive. They were talking about the, the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Well, the scripture says that the magistrate ordered them beaten and thrown into prison. In fact, the jailer was told to make certain that they didn't escape. So he put them in what we today will call maximum security with shackles on their feet. You know, there are times in our lives when things don't go according to our plans. When life starts to come at us quick, fast, and in a hurry. When we receive a diagnosis that rocks our world. When our money becomes funny and the bills are due. When relationships become rocky. When our children are acting as if they have lost their ever-loving mind. When you feel like you're about to lose control. When trouble is on your left. Trouble is on your right. It's in front of you and it's behind you. What do you do when you have done all that you can do in your own strength? Well, I would like to offer this up as my second point. You exercise your faith. You exercise your faith because you see, we have to practice what we preach. We have to practice what we have learned about from reading and studying the word of God. We have to practice what we preach. Well, a uh, preacher, what does that mean? It means to trust in God when things are going good in your life and trust in him when the circumstances of life becomes difficult. Trust in God with all of your heart. Hallelujah. And he will bring you out. Did he not promise us that he would never leave us? Nor would he forsake us. Don't give up on God because God will not give up on us. We all know about the twins, Grace and Mercy. But there are two others that go hand in hand. The peace, prayer, and praise. Verse 25 of the scripture said that at midnight, Paul and Silas began to pray and sing praises to God. And all the prisoners were listening unto them. Oh, they were having a praise party. Right there in that messed up situation that they found themselves in. So you see, sometimes you gotta put a praise on your mess. You gotta put a praise on that situation. You got to be the light among the darkness. You got to let someone know who you are and whose you are. Praise. Put a praise on it. 
I want you to know today that you can be locked up physically, locked up spiritually, locked up mentally, but it does not mean that we are locked out of the presence of God, of out of his will for us. Am I right about that? I'm trusting this morning that you already know that we can, that we serve a God that sees us, hears us, no matter where we are. And he delights in hearing the sound of our voices. It doesn't matter if I can't pray like pastor or sing like this one or that one. God delights in my prayers and in my praises. He delights in your prayers and in your praises. He delights in hearing the sound of our voices. You see, prayer is one of the keys in the hand of faith that unlocks God's storehouse of blessing. In James chapter 5, 16b, it is written that the prayers of the righteous availeth much. When you lift your voice in prayer, hallelujah, the God that we serve hears you. And by and by, he will answer you. How many times have we said, sisters and brothers, when our praises go up, God's blessings will come down. Well, if we mean it, it ought to bless the Lord, and we ought to bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in our mouth. Our souls shall make a boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear it and be glad. Oh, bless the Lord, all oh, our souls and all that is within us. I will, we will bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, all our souls, and forget not all his benefits, for he has forgiven us of all of our sins. He has healed our diseases. He has redeemed us from the pit of destruction. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. He satisfies our desires with good things so that our youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, our souls and all that is within us. If we're tired, if we're weary, oh, begin to praise him. Continue to lift up. Hallelujah. Your voice into him, and he will hear, he will answer, he will strengthen, he will guide, he will protect us. Amen. That's the kind of God that we serve, a God that can do all things except fail his people. Church, I don't know. If I would have the kind of relationship with the Lord, if there had not been some midnight hours in my life, I don't know if my prayer life would be as strong as it is. 
If I had not had some midnight hours, if I didn't have to call on in my midnight hours, if I didn't have to go down on my knees, if I didn't have to cry and moan, if I didn't have, hallelujah, to do like Jacob, so I'm going to hold on, I'm going to hold on until you bless me. Anybody out there know what I'm talking about? Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If I would praise him the way I praise him. If I didn't have. If I had not had. Some midnight hours. Oh, hallelujah. So when I see you, and you, and you, offering up that crazy praise, I want you to know I, I, I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. I know, I know, I know why you're doing it. I don't know your story, and you don't know mine. But I feel you, my sisters and brothers, when you just have to let go. And get your shout in. When you have to let go. And get to run on. When you have to just throw back your head. And holler, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. For my midnight hours. I thank you. My third point is this. God will reveal himself to us. And sometimes he would reveal himself in a way that we didn't expect. If by chance you don't already know this, we serve an awesome God. Scriptures uh, uh, describes him like this. He's our rock in a weary land. He's our refuge from the troubles of this world. He's our strong high tower, our alpha and our omega, our beginning and our end. He's our bridge over the troubled waters of life. He's an awesome God. He's faithful and loving. He's true. He's a God that will never, never let us down. Now, verse 25 says that something profound happened as Paul and Silas prayed. Verse 26 says, suddenly, suddenly, oh, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And all at once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. You see, sisters and brothers, sometimes the foundation of our lives have to be shaken before we are set free. I said the foundation of our lives have to be shaken before we are set free. Like the other prisoners who were listening to the praise and worship of the Lord's servants, someone need to be in the presence of some Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized believers who dare Amen. 
to exercise their faith. Believers who boldly live out their faith in the presence of others. Someone who's willing to proclaim, I know it was the blood that saved me. One day when I was lost, Jesus, he died upon the cross just for me, just for you. God moves in mysterious ways, his wonders to behold. What an awesome God we serve. But you know, he wasn't through yet. The scripture goes on to tell us that the jailer who had rushed in to see what was going on, who was afraid that he would be killed because his prisoners had now been set free. All of a sudden, he decided he was going to just get it all over with and commit suicide, but Paul stopped him. And then the jailer asked that most important question. What must I do to be saved? And Paul told him the same thing that we're still telling people today. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. And at that very moment, the scripture says that the jailer accepted salvation and he and his entire household were saved. Our hearts are filled with joy today. Just like the jailer's heart was filled with joy because he had come to believe in Jesus the Christ as Lord and Savior. Our hearts today are filled with joy because the love of God through his son Jesus has loosed our shackles and set us free from the power that sin and death had over us. Our hearts are filled with joy today because we know that there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. Oh, what can we do? What can we do? We can accept as Jesus. We can hold on to God's unchanging hand. Hallelujah. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, the precious, how precious is the flow that makes me bright as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah.